This week on the Northeast Newscast, we're celebrating Parks and Recreation Month by learning about Kansas City's parks. Kansas Cityans continue to practice social distancing amid the COVID-19 pandemic, and for some, that means heading to their neighborhood park where the essential work to care for the parks is one of the few things that hasn't been put on pause. This week, we had the opportunity to sit down with Superintendent of Parks and Natural Resources, Kevin Evans. He tells us some of the surprising things parks employees are responsible for maintaining, a little history of Northeast Parks, and how the department has changed over his 30-year career. Hi, Kevin. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Great. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your time with Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, I'm uh, Superintendent of Parks of Kansas City Parks and Recreation. I've uh, been there for 30 years. I've uh, been uh, uh, just, uh, just made superintendent a year ago. I've uh, been an area superintendent uh, roughly 15 years and then general supervisor, probably about four or five years of that. So um worked in the field myself. I started off as a seasonal operator. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the gist of it. That's great. And what made you want to go into Parks and Rec? <laughs> Honestly, I just kind of accidentally stumbled up. On it, um, I actually applied for uh, the fire department, but Parks and Rec called, and um, I went in for the interview, and and the rest is history. <laughs> That's great. So what does the natural resources part of your title entail? Well, it entails uh, I oversee maintenance of parks. So um, we have three districts, um, uh, north, central, and south. Uh, and then we have a park facility maintenance that I oversee as well. Okay. And how many employees does the parks department have in general and then specifically under you? Well, specifically on me, I have roughly 150. Uh, but that's a good question about the number of how many parks department have. Um, we probably easily have maybe about 250, almost 300. Okay, great. Um, and is summer busier than the rest of the year or is it kind of spread out over the entire year? Well, for myself uh, and my team, it's, it's busy all year round. Uh, we don't really get a break for for anything because when, of course, when spring come around, you, you, there's a small window to get uh, the turf management stuff done and then the mowing uh, jumps right on in there. If we have a storm uh, during this time of year, um, you know, during the April and May months, you know, they used to bring down a lot of trees and limbs and stuff like that. So that keeps us busy. And then we go right into the fall where we have to start prepping for snow removal. Um, and, and so it's just never a, a downtime for us. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to wish you a happy Parks and Rec Month. I heard just last night that the city council passed a resolution honoring your department during the month of July. So what does that recognition from the city mean to you and your employees? Uh, well, you know, it, it just shows that, that you know, people do care about things that we do. With, I mean, you know, you hear about the uh, first line uh, responders and stuff like that. but. Um, we're, we're essential workers too, and we're there every day. Even when the COVID started, we never got a break from that, the maintenance side of it. It just shows that, you know, we, you know, people do recognize us as, you know, um, essential workers and that, um, that our work is just as important. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it feels like COVID has interrupted or changed like every aspect of our lives lately. Uh, how has it affected your department? 
Well, <laughs> uh, financially, it's, it's hurting us uh, because we have to find ways to make cuts and stuff like that because, you know, the tax, uh, there's not enough spending going on to where the tax is coming in to kind of meet those quotas for us. Um, so um, every, at the same time, maintenance never stops. So we got to continue to um, do our maintenance. Um, we have less employees because a lot of employees are, are you know, are fearful that they don't want to bring the stuff home to their families, um, uh, to the elderly that they might have to go and tend to and stuff like that. So uh, we're struggling, you know, many ways. Sure. Uh, but it looks like, and it sounds like to me at least, that people are really taking advantage of the parks while they're out of work, stuck at home. That is correct. Um, got a lot of visitors, a lot of visitors, and um, uh, trash has been up. Um, we can't keep up the trash cans, dumping the trash cans, because you know, as soon as we dump one, come back tomorrow, it's like we've never been there. Hmm. Yeah. So you all were considered essential, and for good reason. Um, did you get any sort of bonus or recognition for that? Well, the, the field staff, uh, they were getting more of a, a spot, uh, spot pay where um, they were getting a bonus, uh, but it's, it has discontinued at this point now. So, Okay. Um, and you said you'd worked for the department for 30 years. Uh, how has it changed over the years? Well, you know, um, it's funny you ask that. I mean, you know, of course, technology has changed. So I, I believe when I first came in, you know, there were, uh, as far as computers go, uh, you know, <laughs> we didn't have the technology that we have now. So uh, we didn't have web base or anything like that to where we can kind of, you know, help out with the job by, you know, um, doing uh, um, references tours stuff that we do on a daily basis like HVAC or to just see what other parks of rec recreation departments are doing uh, online. I mean, that was just, that was a phone call that we had to have uh, some kind of different connection where we went to uh, uh, a conference or something like that. And we met people, did some networking with some other people to get their information that way. Uh, but now that space is so much easier now to just, you know, if the tip of your finger just to punch a, a website in and you can look up a lot of stuff and help you out with your job today. Uh, so that's the difference for me anyhow. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so you mentioned HVAC, which, you know, to the regular person, they would be kind of surprised that parks deals with stuff like that. So what are some other things that the department is responsible for that would be surprising to people? Uh, snow removal. I don't know if people are, are aware that we are involved with snow removal. Uh, we also take care of Brush Creek um, corridor that's from the plaza all the way back to to the east uh, that ends roughly at uh, Elmwood. I don't know if people know that we do uh, maintain that. Um, we also maintain the fountains along the boulevards. Uh, we do maintain the boulevards. Um, uh, most of the trails that you see throughout the city, we maintain those as well. Okay. And you're talking about Independence Boulevard? That's correct. Okay. Um, so I actually added it up in Northeast Kansas City has 378 acres of parks that are maintained by your department. And that includes, you know, the 9th and Van Brunt Athletic Fields, Kessler Park, the concourse and all those. Wow. Um, so what are 
you know, some maybe interesting facts about Northeast parks? There are um, some of the older parks that we have in our park system, and they're very unique. Um, and give you an example, Bud Park is the second oldest park to uh, Andrew Drips. Uh, so I don't know if people knew about that, but uh, Bud Park is the second oldest park in our system. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the first park in Kansas City was? Andrew Drips. Okay. And where's that? That's going to be on the west side, um, um, just above the bluffs over there. Uh, I don't know if, if you're familiar with Moki Square Park. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just adjacent to Moki Square Park. Sure. Oh, and I guess the Independence Plaza Park is getting some renovations, getting revamped. Can you tell us anything about that? I do recall that um, that our park planner did present um, a final um, drawing of what it should look like. Um, so from what I hear, it's supposed to be very nice. Um, um, so, I'm, I, you know, I just need to go back and dig into that some more. There's so many parks that I got to try to remember what's going on in. Um, you, you put me on the spot with that one. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so looking forward, what does the future of Kansas City Parks look like? You know, what do you hope to see? What are some plans? Well, I, I, I would say that the department is very conscientious about, um, you know, you know, seeing that, seeing out the history, you know, what, what, what uh, um, Kessler had, had his vision was as far as for the uh, Northeast side. I think we're very careful about how we don't disturb the history of what the park department um, once was, but, um, but we do try to adjust to what today's needs are. Um, and as you, and I'll give you my, and Van Brunt, for example, um, it was a need there for a soccer complex. And so, you know, um, that's what we try to do. We try to get out and talk to the neighborhoods and stuff like that and see what they want in their neighborhoods to see what, you know, to, to accommodate uh, the youth, the um, just everyone in that in that neighborhood. So um, as you as the years went by, you saw the changes and, and those changes came from what the neighborhood wanted. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Kessler Park and that has the disc golf course, which I just heard was being expanded. So that's exciting. Um, and also the Kansas City Museum, which is undergoing renovations. Uh, do you know if there's any plans for things outside the museum or the rest of Kessler Park? Uh, every year there's something that's probably going to be added because of people uh, applying for PIAC funding. Uh, they always want to see um, the park get better. Um, and not just that park, but the Northeast as well. Um, um, I hear good things about the Kansas City Museum. Um, I went on a tour there uh, when they were doing the renovation and things seemed to be coming along just fine. Um, I do know Anna Marie, who's the director there, is very excited about getting open over there and getting things going. Yeah, we're all really excited to have it back. Um, so maybe this is like asking you to pick your favorite child, but do you have a favorite park? Well, um, <laughs> really, no. But um, I do like when you get to a few of our parks where you have the scenery. Kessler Park is one of them. Um, then you go over to uh, Penn Valley 
uh, to the scout, and then you go over to the west side uh, where you can see across the river and and over to the Northland. So it's you know those I like the scenery that those parks give. Yeah, it seems like quite the variety. You know, either to the river, the skyline. Correct. Um, does Kansas City have any parks that are especially small? <laughs> Well, Andrew Drips, every <laughs> small is you, you would miss it. Um, it's just a little island with a rock on it. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's set right in the middle of a, of a neighborhood, what I would call a cul-de-sac. You just go around this little island and come right back out. Like I said, you, you drive right past it, not knowing that it's a park. Okay. And I know that recently the Parks Board decided to remove the Nichols name from Mill Creek Park, which I guess is what it's being called now. Um, how do you and the employees of the Parks Department feel about that? Well, honestly, I, I can't speak for other employees, but I can tell you how I feel about it. I mean, I don't get caught up in that kind of stuff. Um, I just pretty much go with the flow. Um, um, you know, whatever the people ask for it is, you know, I'm, I'm very respectful to that. Um, um, so I really don't have a, a comment personally. Um, it, it's just one of those things when the neighborhood, neighborhood or the people ask for something and they get it, uh, we respond. Sure. Um, so if people are looking to try something new in the parks, they're, you know, trying to get out of the house, get some more exercise, what would your recommendation be? I recommend the trail during this COVID time because of um, that's the best way to get social distance. But if you get to a park and it seems like it seems to be overcrowded, I would ask that you have a secondary park in mind to go to um, just so we can continue to um, support the, um, the social distancing. Sure. And what are some you know, trails that might be close to the Northeast or downtown that people could take advantage of? Okay, well, uh, Cliff Drive, you know, we have that close to vehicle right now so that people can enjoy the walking and hiking and bike, bicycling uh, through there. Uh, also, there's a uh, riverfront trail that that goes from there over to, um, um, what you want to say, uh, the city market area, which takes you back over to the West Bluffs and the West Bottoms. So. Okay. And that trail that's kind of, you know, along the river north of City Market, that's, you know, wheelchair, stroller accessible, right? Correct. Yeah, it's really nice. I was just down there for the first time the other day, and I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a nice trail. Uh, I, I, sometimes I think a lot of people don't know about it. I know a lot of people in the Northeast do, but people outside of Northeast, I don't think they know too much about it. Sure. Uh, so what's your favorite season to take advantage of the parks or maybe in your case, work in the parks? Well, I, of course, spring is, is, uh, is, is a short um, time frame, but I like the spring because, you know, um, everything's starting to bloom. Um, you start to get that smell of bloom. Uh, so I do like that. And then I like, um, I don't like the cold. So let's, <laughs> so let's make that clear. But I do like snow because I do like when we first do our first snow removal. It's, uh, it brightens, uh, you know, especially it seems like snow always come in the evening and, and, and at night. 
to where you can really see the effect of the lights that shines down on the snow that's on the ground. Um, there's something about that that does something for me. Um, and then getting our equipment up and plowing the snow off the street is, is, I don't know if every year you get excited about that. You might get tired of it, but you get excited about it at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's great in December, January, yeah. but then you get to March, yeah. April, and you're like, oh my gosh, I just went to right. warm outside. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's great. Um, so just to clarify, do you work with snow removal throughout the city or just solely in the parks? Well, we throughout the city, we have, uh, we work, uh, of course, public works here at the uh, snow removal program. And they assign us uh, areas to um, to um, do the snow removal. So we have routes for each district, and uh, that we maintain. I do know that we have a lot of employees that care. I, I think that they put themselves on the line. They put themselves at risk every day when they come to work and try to make the parks accessible for everyone. Um, try to keep them clean for everyone. Um, and sometimes it's, it's a challenge because uh, you try to juggle, um, you try to juggle that along with COVID, along with the heat that we're we're starting to experience. Um, but I, I I really don't think that the field staff get enough credit for what they do, and um, I try to tell them every day. I try to show them every day by getting out and doing some things myself, like going out and picking up litter and stuff like that. But um, I, I just don't think we can thank them enough. Okay, great. And I know, especially in the Northeast, we end up doing a lot of park cleanups throughout the year. How does the Parks Department, you know, help coordinate that, get volunteers, things like that? Well, we have a volunteer coordinator named Kelly Gander. Um, she does a great job of recruiting uh, volunteers, but we also, especially in the Northeast area, we have a lot of volunteers, neighborhood associations that step up and do cleanups on their own on a consistent basis. Um, I, I would say I would say quarterly, but I know they do it more than quarterly. So um, without them, um, I wouldn't know where the parks would look like. But they. Are a big help, and not only do they do volunteer work, but they also notify me when things are not right, so that um, they, so they extra set of eyes for us, and so that we can get right to things as quickly as possible. Sure. And if somebody wanted to join the field staff, how would they go about that? Uh, yeah, they can go on the website kcmo.org and look up jobs. And um, you can apply for jobs there. With the Parks Department, do have open right now, currently right now, are maintenance workers, equipment operators, uh, senior operators, and labor leaders. Okay, I think that's about it. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us the fantastic Kansas City Parks and all the dedicated people who maintain them. Oh, thanks for having me. That was Kevin Evans, Superintendent of Parks and Natural Resources with the Kansas City Parks and Recreation Department. To stay up to date with news and information surrounding historic Northeast, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kansas City's Northeast News, and find us on the web at northeastnews.net. As always, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Northeast Newscast. Yeah.